The Dr. Zeus Film Podcast is now in session. After two years of doing the podcast, I thought I don't want to talk about politics anymore. And what I'm good at talking about is films. The knowledge within the film and the behind the scenes. So I'm going to talk about a film that is set in 1931 Berlin. A cabaret singer, Sally Bowles, meets British academic Brian Roberts, who is finishing his university studies. Despite Brian's confusion over his sexuality, the pair become lovers. But the arrival of the wealthy and decadent playboy Maximilian von Huhn complicates matters for them both. The love triangle plays out against the rise of the Nazi party and the collapse of Winmar Republic. Now, Weimar Republic. Now, if you don't know what I'm talking about, Sally Bowles, the MC, I'm talking about Cabaret. Cabaret was released in 1972, directed by Bob Fosse. Liza Minnelli is Sally Bowles. Joel Gray is the MC. Michael York is Brian Roberts. Cabaret had many, many moments. Many great moments in song. Munhair, where Liza Minnelli's character Sally Bowles says it was a fine affair. Bye-bye. And of course, that thing she does with the chairs, you know. Um, Liza Minnelli has said that she basically had her hair cut and presented it to Bob Fosse. And he went, okay. And that was in the film. Now, she had done it in Broadway. Many actresses have done cabaret. In fact, Judy Dench in the 60s did cabaret in England. She didn't do the movie. That would have been interesting, though. Yet we can't can't take Liza Minnelli out of the equation. And you know, it was almost as if Liza Minnelli was being groomed for this her whole life life you gotta gotta look at the lineage you know she is the daughter of judy garland she is the daughter of vincent minnelli vincent minnelli who is known for movie musicals okay judy garland who was a a child prodigy musically had that voice that presence that charisma that Liza possesses. You know, Liza, Liza has both of her parents in her, and she was able to use those powers to her advantage in Cabaret. The first time I saw Cabaret, I went, okay. Because I had always heard about it. I didn't know that it was taking place during 1931 Berlin. You know, you have the MC played so brilliantly by Joel Gray. You know, he does that one. Two ladies. Yeah. Uh, Michael York, we all know from Austin Powers. Okay. We know him from Murder on the Orient Express. And here he is playing, I would say, this bisexual character. You know, um, where he's in love with Liza, but then he's also in love with Maximilian. In fact, there's a moment in the movie... Oh, I don't want to spill it, because, you know, I'm not spilling the tea on Cabaret, or am I? 
Cabaret really is a moment. It's a moment. Even ask uh, Alice Cooper. Alice Cooper, rock star, rock icon, the makeup. He has said that he took his makeup ideas from Liza Minnelli. In fact, him and Liza Minnelli became good friends. You know, and the fact that Cabaret inspired that, okay? You know, the, the whole legacy. So Cabaret is based off of the semi-autobiographic novel, The Berlin Stories, in 1945, and the 1951 play, I Am a Camera, adapted from the same work. The numbers of the score in the stage were made by Kanderin Ebb, who wrote new songs to replace those that were discarded for the film. Okay. Cabaret was released February 13th, 1972. To this day, it is a legendary film. The film, basically, you know, you have uh, these three characters. Sally Bowles, Brian Roberts, and Maximilian. Okay. But you also have the ever-present rise of fascism. The undercurrent throughout the film. As it progresses, you know, here um, Sally and Michael, um, Brian and Maximilian are, are partying and going to houses and it's very decadent. And then one day they go to this place to eat outdoors, to have a drink. I remember this because I took a film class in 2001 where we studied it and we had to write a paper on it. And the first film we were shown was that moment in Cabaret. I had never seen Cabaret at that point. And they showed us this young man singing this really beautiful song called Tomorrow Belongs to Me. But then as the camera pans down and also cuts to Brian and Maximilian looking lovingly into each other's eyes because it was bisexual. And then the camera pans back over to this man singing Tomorrow Belongs to Me. And as it pans down more to his elbow, you see the swastika. And it is like, whoa. And even Brian... And Maximilian see that and recognize it's time to get the hell out of here. And so they get into the car where hungover Sally Bowles is in as people start doing the High Hitler salute. Putting their arms out, extending them in a very disturbing fashion. Fascism. There are so many moments within Cabaret. I mean, this, this, is, this is not a feel-good musical. I mean, it, it, it is dec- it's decadent, it's sexual, it's bisexual. Um, you know, and there's moments. And, and Liza Minnelli really plays it. I mean, she really goes for it. You know, um, there, were ca- there were controversies. Um... Although less explicit compared with other films made in the 1970s, Cabaret dealt explicitly with topics like corruption, sexual ambiguity, false dreams, and Nazism. Yeah. It's interesting. 
It's interesting. And, you know, back then in Germany, when they were filming it, you know, Germany did not want to be associated. They, you know, they had they had owned up to what their past was, but they did not want to revisit it. And here was Bob Fosse, you know, Broadway, Broadway impresario, bringing this film based on I Am a Camera to the to the you know stage and then to the film. Yes. So here we go. So Cabaret earned ten Academy Award nominations but it did not win best picture so here 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 are the nominations on the board best picture that went to the godfather best director bob fossey best actress liza minnelli we're gonna get to that in a in a moment best supporting actor joel gray best screenplay based on material from another medium Nominated, didn't win. Best Art Direction, won. Best Cinematography, won. Best Film Editing, won. Best Score and Adaption and Original Song Score, won. Best Sound, of course, won. You know, the cinematography in Cabaret and the film editing, you know, usually industry pundits now when it comes to the Academy Awards, if the film wins Best Editing, it's probably going to win Best Picture. Now, Cabaret didn't win Best Picture. The Godfather did. But there are moments in Cabaret where the cinematography and the editing, you can see why. An example of that, which I just stated, was where the young man is singing Tomorrow Belongs to Me. And the camera pans down, and then at the same time, it shoots back to Brian and Maximilian looking lovingly into each other's eyes or that moment where the MC is on stage dancing and backstage someone is getting the you know getting beat up and knifed it's one of those films where there's everything in it there's everything okay and as i said Liza Minnelli plays it to the best of her powers so here's what happened so Liza Minnelli is nominated for Best Actress, wins. This is her second nomination. She'd been nominated previously for The Sterling Cuckoo, a non-musical role. So here's Cabaret. You know, everyone in Hollywood knows she's the daughter of Judy Garland, the daughter of Vincent Minnelli. Okay, that holds weight right there. And, you know... She earned it for a work that people were proud of. That people were like, whoa, they stood up and took notice. Okay. Well, what happened was, for years I thought it was Diana Ross that did this. And it wasn't. It was Barry Gordy. So Barry Gordy had produced Lady Sings the Blues starring Diana Ross as Billie Holiday. And even Liza said it was a good performance. She didn't think she was going to win because she figured, okay, Diana Ross just made a costume change. I guess she knows something I don't know. That's what Liza has stated. This is where we spill the tea. So if you watch the YouTube clip, and it's on YouTube, of them calling out the nominees, it's Raquel Welch and Gene Hackman. Gene Hackman had won the year previously for Best Actor. So... They 
call out Liza Minnelli and then they call out Diana Ross. And Liza Minnelli and her father, she gives this look. Well, what had happened was, is that for someone had told me the wrong information, and that's always a thing, that's how rumors get started, that uh, that Diana Ross had taken out an ad stating, don't vote for her based on who her parents are. It wasn't Diana Ross who did it. It was Barry Gordy. Barry Gordy basically... You know, started a smear campaign against Liza Minnelli. And, you know, and it's sad. It's sad that he would result to that. And, you know, he was desperate. I mean, he was sleeping with Diana Ross. This was his biggest star. He, it was like, you know, he had money riding on her. You know, it, it was it was complicated. And to smear someone and, you know, that's wrong. But, hey, it's Motown. You know, and that year was a particularly historical year. Two best actress nominees who were black. Diana Ross for Lady Sings the Blues, Cicely Tyson for Sounder. I love Cicely Tyson. Cicely Tyson has not been nominated since, nor has Diana Ross. In fact, they gave Cicely Tyson an honorary Oscar a couple of years ago. So I can understand that, but why didn't Barry Gordy then say, well, what about Sounder for Cicely Tyson? No, because he wasn't sleeping with Cicely Tyson. He was sleeping with Diana Ross, okay? So a lot was riding on this Academy Award because, you know, it's all about money. When you win that Academy Award, yes, you're hot. You get more roles, you know. But even Betty Davis has said, you know, had she won the Academy Award for... Whatever happened to Baby Jane, the the movie would have made a million dollars more, okay? So when Cabaret won all those Oscars, it gives it this notoriety. It's like a Caldecott medal for a child's book. It's a stamp of approval. It stands out. It sticks out. You see that gold medal and you're like, okay, maybe I should try that out. So Cabaret, you know, the fact that it won eight Academy Awards, okay? And here is Liza Minnelli. She wins. She's talked about her father hollered in her ear, and to this day, she still hears it. You know, better get your ears checked, Liza. And um, she gets up there, and then she says to them, thank you for giving me this, this award. Now, if that was uh, maybe talking about the smear campaign, or was that talking about you know, you didn't give it to my mother for A Star is Born, but you gave her an honorary Oscar, but you're giving me a competitive Oscar. Because, you know, at that point, she became a second generation, or is it third generation, I'm sorry, Academy Award winner. You know, just like the Houstons, Angelica, John, and um, Walter Houston. You know? But, and yeah, why does this matter? Why does this matter for Cabaret? You know, back then when the films won awards, it was a big thing. Now it's kind of like the TV. It's about the glitz. It's about the glamour, you know. Um, But Cabaret, Cabaret was truly a controversial movie. You got to think about it. 1972. Did people want to go back to watching films about Nazism? No. Musicals were starting to die off. And that's why it wasn't until 2003 with Chicago, which is 
similar to Cabaret in many, many aspects. You know, and the performances. I loved Chicago. I loved Chicago because it was the beginning of tabloid celebrity. You know, the reality TV, and it played into that. You know, it was like, don't you want to take my picture? And who's hot and who's not? People were, you know, committing murders in Chicago in the movie. And, you know, they had their moment in the sun. Yeah, they had it coming, as the song says. Cabaret. There are so many great moments in Cabaret, um, but it's about the music, you know. When she's singing Mon, Mon Hair, it's classic. When she's singing um, Life is a Cabaret, you know. I mean, there's so many. I have the soundtrack. I mean, that's how much I love the movie. Maybe this time, it's such a that's such a great, poignant moment. Two ladies, that's so, we know, Joel Grey. Um, you know, uh, the film opens with, and I, I want to say this properly, because I have a lot of friends who are German. Willkommen. Willkommen. The film opens with Willkommen, performed by Joel Grey, who was in the original Broadway cast. Won a Tony Award for it. You know, he's like, Willkommen, Dictator, Willkommen. In cabaret, in cabaret, in cabaret. Yeah, I hope I don't get in trouble for that. You know, candor and ebb. I'm sorry. We're talking about cabaret. The interesting thing about that is, so cabaret was, you know, um, brought back to Broadway several times. And in 1998, it was brought back, and you had the late, um, um, I have to remember, because her name escapes me right now. Okay, so you had Alan Cumming. If you remember who Alan Cumming is, you know, um, actor, film star, he brought the MC back to, you know, the forefront. Um, only his had, you know, red painted nipples and, um, you know, the master of ceremonies. That's what he was. And they had, um, the revival had occurred in 1998. And it starred an actress who was no longer with us. The late Natasha Richardson. In fact, she won a Tony Award for her performance as Sally Bowles. Alan Cumming, the MC. Yes. But see, there's difference between the Broadway play and the film. Okay? So, if I can remember... Because there's there's a moment that I remember reading, you know, and and the thing with the Doctor Zeus film podcast, I wanted to rebrand it because I thought, you know, it was it was time it was time to do it. I didn't want to talk about politics anymore, so. From what I can remember, there's a moment in the stage version of Cabaret where the MC 
is transformed. And he has on the outfit that they would wear at the concentration camp with the star and the pink triangle. Okay? There's a difference between the film and the play because that's in the play. In the film, they didn't show that. If they had shown that in the film, it would have been totally different. I don't think we would be talking about it. Because, you know, there's certain things that you can do in a stage show that you can't do in a film. Cabaret, like I said, it's it's still controversial to this day. I think any time, you know, we discuss sexuality, and that's unfortunate that it's controversial. You know, um, and then Liza Minnelli. Liza Minnelli, like her mother, has a big gay following. You know, that's like the that's like the magic word, you know, Liza. You don't even have to say Manelli, you just say Liza. Liza with a Z, not an S. Remember that. You know, um Yeah. She she's funny. She's funny. I I can see why she's such an icon, you know, and um Liza Minnelli has said on many occasions, and a lot of people, including the late Elaine Stritch, have said that they used to, you know, party with uh, Judy Garland. And Judy Garland had a dark, wicked sense of humor, but never displayed it. And Liza Minnelli has said that, you know, she said, you know, Mama, uh, I can't do my impression of Liza, but oh well. You know, Mama, how come people don't know that you're so funny? Oh, they don't need to know that side of me. They All they need to know is that I'm Dorothy from The Wizard of Oz or, you know, uh, Mrs. Maine from A Star is Born. Yeah. She, she knew her audience. So I think what, what Liza did is Liza kind of made up for that because Liza has a wicked sense of humor. You see uh, Liza like when she was on the Home Shopping Network. Remember that? YouTube it. You will be pleasantly entertained. Okay. She, they, they, oh, here's so-and-so from Georgia. And she ends up calling her Georgia. Hi, Georgia. You like the clothes? Yeah. <laughs> it is hilarious. But we're talking about cabaret. And you don't have cabaret without Liza. You don't have cabaret without Bob Fosse. Bob Fosse, you know, he went on to do the movie Lenny about Lenny Bruce. All that jazz. Bob Fosse was phenomenal. But the interesting thing is you go back and here he is up against Francis Ford Coppola for the first Godfather. Now, Francis Ford Coppola eventually won Best Director for The Godfather Part 2. But the fact that he lost out to Bob Fosse for Cabaret, that says something right there. You know, Cabaret as a whole, as a whole, the music the situations there is a moment and i'll talk about it i don't think this ruins it for anybody is where um sally bowles and brian are having a disagreement and she's just going on and on about maximilian because she's sleeping with brian too and he's like screw maximilian and she looks at him and she just doesn't bat an eyelash she's like i do and brian looks at her and says so do i it's like, whoa! Now that is a movie moment. You don't see that in movies now, where it's like, oh, we're both screwing him. You might see that in a comedy. 
But to see that in something like Cabaret, it only adds to the fire of Cabaret, you know? And I want to thank my film professor, wherever he is, I haven't seen him in almost 20 years, for introducing me to that. He would play these films. I remember after 9-11, we had to watch The Three Kings. I left because I did not want to watch that, but I still had to write a paper on it. But for introducing us to Cabaret with that one scene and the editing, how brilliant that editing is. You know, you see this guy, uh, you just see his face and you see him singing that song. Oh, how pretty. And then you see the two men gazing lovingly into each other's eyes. And the teacher is asking us, what's going on in this scene? And then as the camera pans down the fly in the ointment, you see the swastika on this young man's shirt. And then he starts to rise that, raise that arm up. And you're like, oh, God, we better get out of here. That is what drew me to Cabaret. I thought, okay. Because, you know, it's, it's the beginning of something dangerous. Berlin in the 1930s was dangerous. In the 1970s, maybe that's why a lot of rock stars went to Berlin. It was dangerous. You know, it was right after Cabaret came out. So here we are, Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. You know, I want to dive more into these films, talk about them with you. I'm already thinking of my next podcast. You know, these things are easy for me to come by, but at the same time, it's like getting the information out. Making it interesting. Um, I think we, you know what we could do? Because Halloween is around the corner. We're not going to talk about pumpkin, pumpkin spice lattes because I think those are just BS. Halloween is around the corner. This year is the 60th anniversary of Psycho. We might talk about that and how Psycho and Halloween from 1978 have a lot in common. Starting with the stars of Psycho and Halloween. We'll talk more about that on our next show, but I want to thank you for just being a part of the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. I had to rebrand it. Here we are. My final take from Cabaret. It holds up. It holds up. Cabaret is, let's see, 40, is it 47 or 48 years. 1972. Um, I, I was never good at math, but let's see. Yeah. Cabaret, it was just one of those films. It's 48, yeah, 48 years. You know, a lot of the act, a lot of the, you know, Bob Fosse is gone. And the gentleman who played Maximilian is gone. Liza Minnelli's in her 70s. Michael York is still with us. <coughs> but you know what will always exist when everyone's gone? Is the film itself. The film holds up. I mean, the film has, you know, several parodies. You look at, there's an Annie Lennox music video called Little Bird where it's done in a cabaret type of style and she's the MC okay you know um there there are several I'm trying to think there are other parodies of cabaret you know but we we have to thank Liza Minnelli for that Liza Minnelli 
you know she she is she's a gay icon and also though beyond all of that to inspire someone like alice cooper with her makeup or you know these rock bands kiss and alice cooper putting in the in the new york dolls putting up on this makeup around this time of you know glam rock glam rock coming around the time of cabaret in 1972 so it all coalesces you know what i mean and so i encourage all of you watch cabaret don't watch it with the kids in the room because they need to be a little older to understand what's going on liza okay as always unpleasant dreams <laughs>